Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Whether you're buying a brand new Mercedes or an aged jalopy, Jordan, Jesse, go is your source for informed opinions and educated testing on all brands of motor vehicles, uh, American, uh, that is domestic, international or import vehicles, uh, whether you're looking for a commercial vehicle, a uh, residential vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know what we say here on Jordan Jesse Go, vroom, vroom, daddy's revving up. <laughs> you got it. Vroom, vroom, daddy's revving up. Um, this week, we'll be covering some of the new hybrid options from Mitsubishi. Hey, Jesse, actually, um, funny thing about the hybrid segment. Yeah. Um, We're going to cover the Mitsubishi hybrids. Well, uh, do you mind if we maybe save that for next week? Uh, we can, but what are we going to do this week? Well, uh, this is this is sorry. This is um, this is my bad. But on the way over here, I had the folder with all the research on the Mitsubishi hybrids. Right. Um, the waft, the coil. Right. The, the Zubaz. You know the Mitsubishi hybrids that we all know and love. I actually the, the Wisp. I, coil. I, I drove tested the Zubass. Yeah. What did you think about the Zubass? Surprisingly agile. So I was on the way over here with the research, the hard copy research. Somewhat toothsome. And I traded it in the park for drugs. Really? Yeah. Hard or soft? Uh, it's a grab bag. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know they sold grab bags. It's I... kind of like a drug loot crate. Got it. You know loot crate? You right. get them every month, and, you know, there's fun, like, geek stuff. It's, oh, what's it going to be this month? Is it going to be DC? Is it going to be Marvel? Is it right. going to be Zelda? It's it's known internationally as the one subscription service that doesn't advertise on our network. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. And, uh, and you know, I saw I – saw, I met a fellow at the, at the crosswalk. Right. Uh, kind of on the lip of the park, and he says, like, hey, you know, what do you think of Loot Crate? And I started to speak, and then he says, but wait, but for drugs. Right. And you said, all I have to offer you yeah. is this insider information about the new Mitsubishi hybrid. Sure, exactly. The Sparrow. Right. The Gaunch. <laughs> the Puce. You know, the Mitsubishi hybrids we all love. Sure. And uh, so, but, and, you know, that drug, drag, that drug grab bag, oh boy, say that five times fast, drug right. grab bag, drug grab bag, drug grab bag, uh, sounded pretty good, so I went ahead and traded it, um, so I don't have the research. Hmm. Um, so I thought maybe this week- uh, Well, none of it? No, none of it. I didn't, I didn't, I committed none of it to memory. I mean, I remember Do some of the names- Do you remember the star rating for the sweet milk? Oh, the sweet milk? Yeah. Uh, member FDIC. Right. Mm-hmm. J.D. Power and Associates approved. Sure. Um, that was a three and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's about what I expected. So, you know. Pretty decent. Uh, roomier than you'd think. A lot of headroom. It's kind of like a scion. You get in there and you're like, ooh, this is roomier than I'd think. Right. Kind of toothsome. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, all, honestly, that's all I have. Um, so I thought maybe this week um, we could bring in a celebrity guest from the world of um, – Film, television, and podcasting. Right. Have a charming, loose chat. Right. Some jokes, some stories. Mm-hmm. Maybe take some calls a little bit later. Right. And, you know, just let people get to know us outside of our, you know, automotive research. So, like, hey, let's get to know the heads behind the gearheads. Right. 
I think that sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to let my freak flag fly. Mm-hmm. I'm known, of course, as a sort of button-down right. guy. Right, sure. But I'd like to... to... Maybe undo a couple of those buttons. Undo a couple buttons, show a little chest hair, mm-hmm. and see how, she, see how she flies. I say let's do it. We'll get back to the cars next week. But this week, why don't we just chat? Okay, but you mentioned having a celebrity guest on the show. Because if we had a celebrity guest, I would want it to be a glamorous actor from film and television. Not just a pod- Like, a podcaster, fine. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, Matt and Mira or whatever. Sure. Matt and Myra. Yeah. However you say it. Yeah, who knows? I've only seen it in print. <laughs> Never heard, heard that name out loud before. <laughs> But I also want that person to have qualifications as a glamorous actor in Hollywood. I think we got, I think we got just the person here. Wait, I mean, who, do we, who do we have? We've got Bria Grant. Guys, I've been sitting in the studio this whole time. <laughs> I've been listening Holy to everything cow. you said. What? There Guys. you are, on the other corner of this small I, studio. It's really small. I'm sitting about three feet away from you. Wait a minute, Bria. Yeah. I know you to be... A glamorous actress from Hollywood. Very glamorous. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't know that you were a podcaster. What do you have, a new hit podcast? I have a new hit podcast that someone in this room greenlit for me. Uh I'm not going to say who it is. It may uh be the person sitting three feet from me. It may be the person sitting five feet from me. It's not me. Uh, Called Reading Glasses here on Maximum Fun. It me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that. Yeah. Oh, that's like an Instagram reference. Yeah, there you go. That was good. Yeah. Is that, that, was, on, that was very topical. Does that happen on the grams? People yeah. say, it's me, I'm that? No, no. It me is like a little sticker you can put on there. Oh. Do you know this? That's fun. Yeah. Like when something, what's the last thing you said it me about? Now, I took like a photo of me and put it on the thing. <laughs> that's a little literal. It me. Isn't it supposed to be like a... Like a dog with sunglasses oh. or like a bird that landed on a taco. Oh, that would be really cute. It me. I know. I'm very literal. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like metaphors or jokes. I don't like anything. Like you only stuff. put it on things that are you. Yeah, literally. It's just me. I kind of like me. that. It, it me. It me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think, I think that, is supposed to be, that is supposed to be the meme of when you see something that you think you know, exempl- exemplifies your essence. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, the go-to it me is pizza rat. That was everybody's it me for Everybody a while. felt like they were at Pizza Rat? Yeah, they just felt like they were, you know, dra- dragging pizza through an urban wasteland. I don't identify with that. For me, it's the Mitsubishi Sweet Milk Hybrid. Mm, Great. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. Lots of I like Member that FDIC. headroom. Uh-huh. Like, like that hybrid, I've got a surprising headroom. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the toothiness. Mm-hmm. Toothsome. Yeah, great. Good. Yeah, gotcha. I am both toothy and toothsome. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mine is uh, a SpongeBob where everything is like going like groovy and crazy on the outside of it. That's you. That's me. Yeah. That's, that it me. SpongeBob is used in a lot of those types of memes. I find. Yeah, I'm too old for it, but I like it anyway. Yeah. Like I didn't watch SpongeBob, but I I like to identify with it. <laughs> right when he's what when you're tripping on shrooms. Yeah, because he's like whoa. I feel like that's the one everybody always uses. Yeah. I don't know what it's in reference to. Mine is uh, a short video clip. Of SpongeBob's voice surprisingly coming out of Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of, oh. it's, it's amazing because oh. mm-hmm. he's a master of voices. Sure. So it's, it, when it comes out, it seems incongruous. Yeah, that is, yeah. It me. Mm-hmm. I'm that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it, buddy. I'm that. You know what my, you know what my real it me is? Hmm. I, as Jordan, you, you know this, and you, this has some, been something that has come up on, on many Jordan Jesse goes in years past. Maybe you don't know this, Bria, about me, but. 
I'm a I'm a big baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of my favorite things about baseball is that it will often, you know, cast a, a wide a wide net for its baseball superstars, mm-hmm. and that often brings in some unusual names. Go on. Um, sort of the patron saint of Jordan Jesse Go, I would say, is former Minnesota Twins pitcher Boof Bonzer. Great name. Um, Are you making this up? No, that's a real baseball guy. For all, I, I think so. A baseball yeah. guy. That's what you call him. Yeah, I, he was a first round draft pick. Baseman. Yeah. Okay. A ba- yeah, a ball fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and our it sounds like what you like, like racist uncle calls your like gay cousin. <laughs> he's a ball fella. He's racist, but also like secretly homophobic. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. right. Exactly. He's okay. yeah. He's both. He's not a progressive man. Right. Right. He's okay. Anyway, um, I have a new hero. He is not a major leaguer, and he is n- not necessarily. He's 24, and he's in he's in A ball. So I'm guessing that he may never become a major leaguer. But he did just finish second in the Carolina League's home run derby. Congratulations to him! A home run derby. Uh, his name is Sicknarf Loopstock. <laughs> oh boy, Sicknarf Loopstock. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Sounds like he would be a pod racer in episode one. <laughs> <laughs> um, my fiance, also really into baseball. Yeah. Uh, not so much like he's into the names. I don't know if he could name a baseball man, but he is really into the pants. Uh-huh. Mm. And because um, he, he was at a baseball game and he was like, those look like comfortable pants. Yeah. And he, baseball uh, pants. Baseball pants. Okay. And he wears them and sleeps in them every night, baseball pants. Really? And, huh. and if we're just hanging out around the house all day. It's always baseball it's pants. Always ba- so where does he? Where do you get a pair of baseball pants? I think eBay. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, and maybe also like a sports store. Big five. Yeah, yeah you gotta go down to the big five. But, yeah. it, but it's you got to Like I looked into this one time because I tried to get him another pair, and it was really hard to find. A does he good just pair. have the one pair of baseball pants? He's got him. He's got like I think he's got several, but they're all the same color. They're gray with blue stripes. Okay. Oh, okay. that sounds ver- that sounds versatile. So <laughs> even when he's at home, he's on the road. I don't get it. Because baseball players wear gray uniforms. Oh, okay, okay, oh. all right. Yeah, yeah I guess just so. if you're gonna make a specific baseball joke, just explain it. To yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But it was funny. Uh, you it know, was funny. it was funny in hindsight. Yeah, yeah I loved that it. really works. I loved That's it. a nice joke. I just did a Jordan Jesse Go listener mm-hmm. actually named Harry mm-hmm. hosts a podcast for Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. called The Narrative, and uh, on that show, I just did a half hour ish mm-hmm. interview about stirrups, the special decorative socks that some baseball players wear on top of their regular socks. And, and do you, they're just decorative? Well, here's the story with stirrups. Let's get into this real quick sure. right yes. now. So basically, in the 1860s, baseball players started showing off their socks. So that's when all of the baseball teams... Sexy. Sexy time. Well, this was very sexy. This was a big deal. That'd be a big deal. Ankles and everything. Calves. Calves. Sure. So they started wearing high pants, right, Mm -hmm. at the knee, which was, you know, just like you might picture, like, if uh, Sherlock Holmes was going hunting or horseback riding, he'd be wearing high pants with stockings. So that's what baseball pants were like, right? And that's when all the baseball teams became called, like, uh, the Red Sox or the White Sox or whatever. Were these pants kind of floofy? Like, you know, they, they, yeah, they're like yeah. cloud-like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. They, yeah. they were looking for something a little floofy and, and cloud-like okay. in a wool flannel. Great. And uh, eventually, uh, baseball at the time, very rough and tumble game. Around the turn of the 20th century, 
uh, players were sharpening their spikes, their special baseball shoes, so that when they slid into second or third base with their feet up, mm. they would hit the sure. opposing team in the calves and cut them up. Oh, my God. Yeah, very, very rough and tumble game. And the concern was that when they hit the calves, this, the non-fast color in the socks would bleed with the blood into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And give them something called blood poisoning. Okay. <laughs> now I don't know if blood poisoning is real. Sure. Sounds like a very a very like no, turn of real. the century thing to get. No, it it's definitely real. It seems, seems like real. something that came up after they figured out that they weren't dying of miasmas. <laughs> right. <laughs> too, too many too much black bile. <laughs> um so they added a second pair of socks underneath their their so they wore woolen stockings mm-hmm. and then underneath they wore plain white socks. Called that came to be called sanitary socks or sannies. Then a lot of other guys were like, I'm wearing two socks. This is very uncomfortable. Why am I wearing two Mm -hmm. pairs of socks at the same time? And they would cut the toes and heels of their outer socks off so that there was just basically a strap underneath the arch of their foot holding that uh, outer sock on. Then... They started pulling those outer socks up to accentuate the little tiny bit of strap that you could see above the shoe. So fashionable. Then, and and that essentially moved up and up and up and up and up through the course of the 20th century until like in the late 60s, it was two-thirds of the way up the calf on a Frank Robinson or something like that. And then, this is where it gets crazy— they started making socks with a stripe on the side that looks like you're wearing stirrups even when you're not wearing stirrups. The so outer it, socks being the stirrups. So it just goes back to a tradition of, of puncturing people and like superstitious blood diseases. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean the, the really nice thing about – and the reason that some mm-hmm. players still wear the stirrups – is if you do get stuck in the leg, balances your humors. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Bria, that's your fiancé, to, to, to what kind – okay, how how complete is his baseball pant wearing? Okay. Does he so, wear it out, I guess is one of my I question. need a context for this. He, okay. was, he was at the baseball game yeah, yeah, just it, not because he's a baseball fan. No, he, he is. Just, he is a baseball He fan. was not going just for the fashion. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, um, I just want to see some new pants. He was in Where Dallas. can I go to see different pants? He was in Dallas, and I guess he likes going – he doesn't – he's not a sports dude, but he was like – he's into going to baseball games because he likes them because they're kind of slow. Yeah. You can hang out and talk with people. Sure, sure. And then he – Often he as a music producer, so he often has bands in town, so he takes them with him. Right. So like as a band visiting from like Czechoslovakia, he lived in Dallas, and he's like, "Come to this Dallas baseball game!" I'm like, isn't that fun? All American. Yeah. Have a slice of apple pie. Yeah, <laughs> and then he would he one at one Eat point some ice the, cream out of a little helmet that's <laughs> yeah. upside down. <laughs> yeah. He had the discovery of, damn, those pants look comfortable, mm-hmm. and right. then he was like, "I'm gonna buy some of those." Does he That's wear the them like out of the house? Um, no. Has he ever worn them out of the house? No. It's more of a it's more of a house pant situation. Okay. So like baseball pants and t shirt. Yeah, or a baseball tee. Oh, okay. He likes the like three quarter length. He goes for he goes sure. for a full ensemble and often sleeps in the full ensemble. Huh. What of his clothing <laughs> does he not buy? <laughs> At the Big Five. <laughs> uh, that's the only things he buys at the Big Five. Otherwise, he's a big. Actually, he really likes shoes that look like 1930s running shoes, and then shirts 
with like that looked like an old doily, like it's fallen apart, like like holes in it, like old t shirt. Okay. What that, this I, is first of all I'm describing him he like he's must, the craziest person in the world, and he's not that eccentric. First of all, he must be great <laughs> uh, because you've described just a list of nightmare qualities. <laughs> so his other qualities must be fantastic to make up for these qualities. These are admittedly smaller areas mm-hmm. of concern, but with relatively high sure. levels in each category. Well, I don't know. I mean, he, I'm never going to be concerned about like – is am I really gonna be concerned about what he's wearing? This is not. It's yes. not like he's like. It's not like he's like. I gotta wear like a peacock hat everywhere I go. Like something crazy. It's just like he just wears clothes that look like he walked out of a dumpster. I <laughs> I could. I also like that he is. I like the idea of being like easily influenceable. Like going to the baseball game and going, oh, I gotta have this. <laughs> like I like the idea of him like seeing fly fishing for some reason, and then he just comes home in those rubber pants with suspenders. <laughs> right. He goes to a football game and all of a sudden he's wearing like those like shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Sure, everywhere sure. He goes. Yeah. Totally. They looked comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like here's my concerns. Okay. All right, please. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into these quickly. Sure. We're not married yet, so you could possibly talk me out of this. Well, I, if you invite me to the wedding, I'll I'll have my opportunity. <laughs> You're stay to, sure. Yeah. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. Let's talk about baseball <laughs> pants around the house. So, with regard to baseball shirts, okay, that seems relatively reasonable mm-hmm. to me. They're not they're not currently at the peak of fashionability. It's you know they've they've come and gone. Mm-hmm. Wait, you got, you know what I'm talking about the ones yeah, with like different with colored a, sleeves. with a different color, like a yeah, yeah that's two, a baseball, yeah, shirt, baseball right? shirt. That's okay. a baseball shirt. Okay, great. And uh, but you know it's a comfortable shirt. Yes, sure. Uh, do you run some risk of being confused for an extra in an episode of Cheers where they're playing a game against Gary's Old Time Tavern? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> You do. That's sure. a big concern for me. That sure. is, certainly, but uh, perfectly reasonable, I think. Yep. I don't have any problem with it. It's got that nice curved hem. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, here's the thing about baseball pants. Okay. They're not comfortable at all. They're super itchy and weird. Have you worn them? Yes, to play baseball in. Oh. Yeah, I definitely remember. That's I mean, that, that that's what I was kind of dancing around as well, is I remember, like, my Little League days just wishing I could play in, like, shorts with an elastic waistband. Oh. Like because they're so they're they're that they're, they're like polyester, the, right? Yeah, you guys are the, telling like, me he's been lying to me about the comfortability of these pants. Well, they does he do the splits a lot? They're stretchy. He does not that I know of high kicks Is he like doing, karate kicks. Not really that I can think of. And honestly, I've never put them on. I just assumed that when he said they're comfortable, I just believed him. Here's yeah. the thing. Okay, they are the worst kind of polyester. <laughs> they're that like it's like the stretchy. Blocky, scratchy. You know what I'm talking about? I do. No, and now that you're like, saying it, I believe you. It's not like the fake silk kind of polyester where it's just clammy. Right, which would not be comfortable to sleep in either. No, it's the it's the kind where it is uh yeah, it's like woven. It's, like it doesn't breathe. It it may breathe some I think it's but the main problem is scratchiness. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it possible? Yeah. That I don't know what the, when the last time you wore a new pair of baseball pants was. For me, it was probably when I was 12 years old or something. Is it possible there have been leaps in baseball pants technology and that the baseball pants he is buying now are, you know, soft and comfy? Maybe they're, they have Insta-pump. Sure. Maybe it there's could, some pumping. Guys, I'm, I guess I'll regular look, pump. I guess I'll look into this, maybe try them on. 
if they're very uncomfortable, you guys think I shouldn't marry him, or what's the what's the <laughs> thinking there? Like, because I mean, oh, obviously, no. they needs a crazy person. <laughs> Does he have other – he has other good things besides this band from Czechoslovakia. A, that story doesn't check out, I feel like way. I just – I picked a country Yeah, because that Czechoslovakia doesn't exist, so I don't know why I right. thought of that place. Right. <laughs> You're right. That the made-up fantasy world. And um, Narni, bands, like Narnia. He has and a bands, cat. Bands from the former Czechoslovakia really only exist in NPR stories. Mm, mm, sure. Uh, you would know. Yeah. Um, he has a cat. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. How'd, Cats are nice. How did you – when you when it came time to co, I, I mean, I imagine you guys live together. We do. Uh, did did you did you take to the cat? Oh, uh, you know, the cat and I have had a little bit of a rough go. Sure, but we've come to love each other. Oh, that's Art. nice. Now the cat is really likes me a lot, but at first he liked to pee on things that I owned. Oh, oh, but, okay. but interesting. now sure. he is. Only pees on things I own when I leave for a long period of time. Are oh, cats, so that's nice. It's the opposite. Yeah, are cats like parrots? Where, like, huh. they bond to a person, and then if they add people to the family, they just attack them, and they live for 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope not. Yeah. No, definitely don't live for 60 years. Okay. This cat's already eight, and I'm hoping maybe he's got another <laughs> maybe another eight. You're hoping he's gone soon. <laughs> he has another two. I'm just kidding. No, I've kind of uh, – I've grown to like the cat. Despite I've, the urine. He's um, – yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a big Persian. He kind of looks like a creature from, like, uh, like a Jim Henson movie. Like, he's, like – Giant and Persian. But and your boyfriend wears the pants to bed? <laughs> You're really interested in these pants. I don't I look okay. Yeah, to Bre- bed. We sleep he sleeps in them. I don't want to I don't want to pry into your personal. No, please, life. please do. That's why I'm here. And <laughs> I'm not and I'm not asking I'm not asking for any anything too personal okay. or explicit. Okay. But I I think that probably you two have engaged in romance. Would he wear the pants in a situation that might lead to romance? <laughs> when uh, I say yes, wh- yeah, yeah, because really? he wears them. He doesn't wear them to bed. <laughs> okay, wait. He doesn't wear them to bed every night, but he does wear them to bed. Just on romantic. Nights. Just on nights that he knows it's going to be yeah, romantic. You light, you light some candles. You throw on the baseball pitch. <laughs> put on that Kenny G C D. Um, yeah, I mean, he wears them to bed. Wow. Does he wear a base? Does he wear a baseball belt? Uh, no. Oh, you got to get him a nice blue baseball belt. <laughs> well, he just wears them around the house. I mean, they stay up. Why would you? Is it just for decoration or fashion? Yeah. Well, I mean, you. Well, if maybe he's I should get some of those socks. If he's going to have the shirt, yeah, just and in case pants. someone tries to tries to stab his calf with cleats. Little, little, yeah. Some tall socks with. Get him some san- yeah. Get him some sanitaries and get him some stirrups. Yeah. I mean, it Bri- could be an offense. Can I ask you a question that is related to stabbing? Yes. Uh, I don't know if this will go anywhere because I'm not. In- what would you do if your boyfriend tried to engage in romance sure. while wearing those pants? Would you stab him? <laughs> Have you? He, it's something I always like when when we run into each other and we catch up. Is I like I like to hear about the things you do because they're far more interesting than the things I do. I doubt. And I always like hearing. Have you been killed in any oh. interesting movies lately? Because you have a you have a really interesting career of being killed in murdered. horror movies, murdered so many movies. Because I'm like the like because I'm like not the attractive lead person. I'm the like best friend who's like kind of quirky and like has a lot of opinions about things. Like that's me. So I always so you get, deserve to die. I deserve to die because <laughs> sure. I have a lot of opinions. Oh right. boy. Uh, so I do get murdered often. You know, what? I haven't been murdered in the last couple movies I've done. Spoiler. Wow. Um, oh boy. 
I have murdered people. Ooh. In them, and I've gotten seriously hurt in some of them. Uh huh. But in the last year, like you just rolled, you like rolled over an ankle. Yeah, like rolled over an. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just uh. Oh, yeah. Ow. Oh. He's got a splinter. The rest, the splinter. Rest, yeah. It's a horror. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a horror movie about running in flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. Um, I did do one where I kill, kill my whole family with an axe. Whoa, cool. And I'm not crazy. It's just like a really intense <laughs> thing. Reasonable. Like, like, yeah, that's what I think that's a pretty fun one. Do you now? It's a family of trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you grew up, ironically, grew up to be a woodsman. No, that's really sad. Now, what do you prefer as an actress? I mean, obviously, you want to have a variety of roles. You don't want to just do the same thing every time. And, you know, variety is the spice of life, of course. But if you had to pick, do you like being murdered or doing the murdering? I I like that you throw out a phrase and you're like, because this is always true. Variety is the spice yes, of life. Yes, we all know we that. We know, no. This, this, thing, this is the thing people say, so it must be true. Sure. Uh, do uh, I you like- know, there are some out there who don't like variety. And I will acknowledge them. Yeah, go ahead and read the Hollywood Reporter. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right for your for your trade news. Joke. Yeah, that's an insider joke. Um, I, uh, uh, I'm gonna look. It's pretty fun killing people. It's pretty fun surviving. Mm-hmm. I will be real with you. Like one thing I do like about doing the movies when I'm playing the quirky best friend is usually. I'm getting paid somewhat similar to the main person, but I don't work as many days because okay. I die. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm like, literally. Interesting. I did one movie where, like, for some reason, this was, like, two years ago, and I don't die in this one, but um, for, like, half the movie, it's called Beyond the Gates. It's on Netflix. Hmm. I'm, like, sleeping in this movie for so much in the movie, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, You're my character out. is exhausted. And there's a joke where I try to get my uh, boyfriend in that movie to have um, – um, ambient sex, like right at the beginning. So, like, clearly, I'm a girl taking a lot of ambient, and like, I, even though I'm not like crazy, maybe that's another. Oh, thing. your character is a girl, a woman, a woman. I had pictured a house cat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You sure. know what? Because I'm sleeping all the time. Right. Yeah, it's sure. good. So I'm sleeping so much. So we're shooting at night, and I kept just sleeping through the whole night. I would just go to sleep, like because I'm sleeping in the movie, and I just slept, which is the best acting <laughs> so job you I could s- ever have. You would sleep on the set when you were portraying yourself sleeping. Yeah. Because your method. No. You could sleep. It was the middle of the night. I was just tired. Like, yeah. Glee glides on You'd you. be shocked where I can sleep. Mm. I also I kept having, you know when you're sleeping, you're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something. Like you have that like feeling where you're like, I should be getting up. I kept having that and I kept almost talking during the scenes, <laughs> like waking up and saying something and then I, I wouldn't. But Just saying a random line. Yeah. The AD was laughing because he said he'd see me like jerk every once in a while because I just like straight up slept. Oh, I'm in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being filmed. Um, did your character have a – when you said – you said ambient sex like it was a thing. Okay. Yes. And I asked this question too because I did not know about this. But mm-hmm. this is apparently a thing. You take an ambient. You put on some baseball pants. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, you take an ambient and then you have sex before you fall asleep and it's like crazy or something. I don't really? Know. I don't know. Do you guys know? He's, you're nodding like you know. Uh, th- I've heard about that. You heard it? I have not heard it. This is my first time hearing about that. I've only had uh, regular sex. Sure. But I have heard about ambient sex. Interesting. Apparently it's like you you do it before you fall asleep. Is ambient the one that makes you sleepy? Yeah. I mean, I would would think so. Yeah, it sleeps you up. Sleeps you up. So do you you have to... Eat in the middle of the night, right? You'd wake up and you'd be like, I ate a tub of mayonnaise because I'm on ambient or something. That's (laughs) ambient. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I had sex with a guy who wears baseball pants (laughs) by choice. Um, so you, it seems, it would, seems interesting to have to time your falling asleep with the person you're having sex with. 
Anyway, yeah. I could see that being a challenge. Well, in like especially if you're different weights. Sure. It's going to hit your system different speeds. Absolutely. Oh, in the That's movie he I... hasn't taken one. It's okay. just me. I'm like, hey, let's have. I just took an Ambien. Oh. And he's like, you want to have Ambien sex in my dad's bed? And this always got a big laugh in the movie theater. Because we're also funny. sleeping in his dad's bed. So. <laughs> it's a long. It sounds like a whole thing. It's a good, yeah. Okay. Have you ever worn a squib? Yeah. A squib is the thing that explodes <laughs> when you get shot in a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, but they do it with like a remote, and it explodes, and it like looks like blood, like you got shot. Yeah. It seems like it would hurt. It's really scary. It's scary because it feels like someone just like, um, like took their two fingers and kind of like pushed you in the chest real hard. Yeah. You know, like it's like. I don't want that to happen. No, actually, I am really scared of squibs because for some reason I'm like convinced that's how somebody famous <clears throat> died on a set. Oh, I don't know. Has there been a squib uh, death? No. Bruce Lee's it's son, a, Jason Lee, was yeah. shot with a gun that was supposed to have blanks in it, and it's, he got shot with Brandon a blank. Lee, yeah. Brandon, Brandon Lee. Yeah. Brandon Lee. Yeah. Jason Lee. Jason, Jason Lee got he's... shot on the set of My Name is Earl. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. For some reason, I'm scared of squibs, but I will. I do have it too. You have had to them. squib before. I've done them, yeah. I understand why you're scared of them, because it's, it's like you don't have... It's a weird... It's like the same reason... I can go and have someone take my blood, mm-hmm. but then I can't deal with – I have this, like, self-injector for my migraine medication, and I hate using it so much because I have to, like, press the button and I know it's going to, like, poke me. Yeah. That would be horrible. And it doesn't hurt that bad. I mean, it hurts a little bit, but it doesn't hurt that bad. Like, I wouldn't – like, if it was a matter of, like, putting my hand on a thing that hurt that bad, it would be fine. But it's just that it's like weird and pokey. Right. It's not. It's like that, but even worse. It's like you have the thing on your hand, and then at some point someone's going to press it. Yeah. And that's what freaks me out about it is that I don't like the idea of someone else doing it, even though I know it's not going to hurt me. I just don't yeah. want them pressing it and being in charge of when I'm going to get hurt. And sure. then, of course, you have to pretend that you've been shot, and then you fall it's down. Called acting. Yeah, but that makes it easier because it's so scary. Uh, like, yeah, ah, I guess you are you know? like naturally a little bit scared. Yeah, and it, but it works out because you kind of like react regardless. You know. How, how did you like the axe as a murder weapon? Uh, mm, oh well, okay. It is a good murder weapon. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's fake because I'm real small and I can't really like. I'm, oh yeah, I, you- I'm very weak in the arms. I'm very I'm a weak woman and so a lot of times it's a fake axe but I like pretend it weighs a lot but um, it was a good murder weapon my best murder weapon I've ever had Mm -hmm. though was um, a pair of giant fake breasts that I wore in a movie (laughs) okay and I'm no one can see me right now yeah your hands are way out there okay they were this big they're like what two feet away from my normal breasts you're indicating roughly a basketball Mm mm-hmm I would say it's bigger than a basketball, yeah. But a it's basketball like a yoga, each, like a each. yoga ball. Yeah, like on each. Yeah. So they made these this movie called Smothered, which like never saw the light of day. I don't know what happened to this movie. I can't imagine why. And, uh, and I'm a I'm like an I live in a trailer park. After it went to Con, <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. Standing ovation. <laughs> Didn't sell at Con. And so. then I smother these people with. I pretend like I'm going to have sex with them, and I smother them with my breasts. Wow. And they're these giant fake. Like I, it was like literally a vest. Designed to fit my body with giant fake breasts attached. This How is a do you feature like part. Did you just go to a straight offer, man? Just, like just a straight offer. Like no audition. Gr- group no audition. audition. No audition. Just literally, they called me, paid me pretty fuck pretty well. Can I say you guys? Say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They you played me, say, paid me pretty well. We and try and avoid profanity. We focus on smothering with enormous, <laughs> with enormous breasts. Sure. Listen, this is the the. I never said I was like. 
a high level, like a you know high concept actress. I'm just sure. saying these are things that I've done. To be fair, that's an extraordinarily high concept. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I just feel like there is part of me that I and I I've tried to quit doing this, but I I'd be like, wouldn't it be funny if I did this movie? Is something I often would say like, wouldn't it be funny if I did a sci-fi channel sure. movie? And then I did. And part of me thinks maybe I should quit doing that in my career. Doing something yeah. as I a got, joke. Isn't that weird that I did that movie where I wear giant boobs and like what and I which I you know now looking what? back maybe shouldn't do it. Are you? Are, I mean, I guess there's probably some concern because people saw the title Smothered and they probably just thought it was a horror movie about Waffle House hash browns. Yeah. <laughs> That's with cheese, right? Yeah, with cheese, onions, and uh... oh, Smothered's just cheese, man. Is it just cheese? Yeah, diced is. I'm from East Texas, so diced okay. is uh, diced is onions. Yeah, I guess they're smothered, scattered, covered. smothered, covered, and chunked. Oh, chunked. That's tomatoes. That's okay. Or is that chili? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Who could, who could, who could say? Uh, wait, so what sci-fi channel movie did you do? Were you in a Croco Gator or a Shark Charco Don? Yeah, uh, this was years ago. It was called Ice Road Terror, and I fight a giant, um, speaking of weapons, I fight a giant like lizard thing that seems to live under the ice, which when you think about it, it's a really bad place for a giant lizard. Sure, and, um, yeah. I yeah. fight him with a with a, like a blowtorch at the end, like a, and then we blow him up. Cool. Yeah, but it took place on like the ice roads. Right. This is a really boring. It's actually pretty boring it, as a movie. So it was. It was. I guess they were probably trying to capitalize off the like mania for ice road truckers, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what if this also had a lizard? Yeah, but. You'll be. I've been asked to be in several of the shark movies. I've never done them. Mm. I did. I almost did this one called Trailer Park Shark this year, but I, <laughs> I did not do it. I did not end up doing that. The one. fake breasts weren't big enough for you. They're like these fake breasts are so reasonable. <laughs> did you get? What do you get? Like a nice note from the from the director, dear, dear Bria. I I really appreciated. Uh, well, I happened to be at a screening <laughs> in Cannes of your movie Smothered. Yes. The crazy thing about Smothered is actually it was like one of the most fun sets I've ever been on. I don't the movie never really like came out, but it was a really fun script. The it was actually super fun. Like, I would imagine that the people would be kind of self serious and no, they understood it was a joke. It was definitely yeah. a joke. They knew it was a yeah. joke. I would you know can we start a hashtag campaign release Smothered? <laughs> I think it is out somewhere because people will write me on Twitter occasionally and be like, "Saw you in Smothered," and I'm like, "How have you seen it?" Sure. But I haven't seen this movie, and I don't know if I ever will see it. A lot of people pass through Con or <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, on vac- on a on, on a- Sundance. It's Sundance this year. It was a big hit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Palm d'Or. That's what it won, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it it is amazing how many shark based movies Sci Fi Network puts out. Yeah, there's one recently someone was telling about called Damn Shark, and I could not figure out what that was about, except that I think it's a shark full, a dam full of sharks. That I, would, one. I would imagine, yeah, damn, like a made of sharks. I think about here's that. what I'm picturing scary. is like scary. Yeah, yeah, a geez. dam is holding back a like a like a a sea of sharks. Or like a lake of sharks. That's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, and then at some yeah. point, somebody maybe there's a uh, you know a crazy guy trying to blow up the dam was going to flood the town. That actually be a is shark the exact flood. plot to Trailer Park Shark too. Actually, oh wow, it dam busts and then it fills up the trailer park. Do you think I could shark. write a Sci-Fi Channel original? I do need eight hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, then so. uh, that's very possible. Do you have a shark idea? Pitch me. Pitch me. Oh, and uh, tell me what role I'm playing. Okay, so uh, I feel like if you take this to Sci-Fi with Bria attached. <laughs> You're, you're I, good it as could well. actually happen. Yeah. Okay. Here, here, here it is. Okay. It's called Shadow Shark. Okay. And it is a okay. Here it is. It's about a shark. Great. 
that a famous a famous shark that uh, he's like he's a roadside attraction. Okay. In a redneck town. Oh, I, yeah, familiar. So a redneck town. Uh, come see the famous freshwater shark. They'll say. Okay. We'll punch that up. He'll won't be called the freshwater shark. He'll be called something else. And it's like this roadside attraction. People can super shark or great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, people are coming by. Families. Trumpy. Families, good on, one, good families one. on vacation. Okay. They're coming by this, um, y- you know, this like hurry, hurry, step right up, tourist trap kind of place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got a colorful family who owns it. Uh, and then you have a, uh, you have a, a, a smart talking college student from the town who has to work at the shark tent uh-huh. to make a little extra money. Okay. Played by Bria Grant. Okay, great. I love it. And she's majoring in chemistry and Krav Maga. Okay. This will be not, important later. Not marine biology or something shark related? No, it, that, that should be it. That thing you said. Okay, marine biology? Yeah. Okay. Or just teeth. She's yeah, sure. in teeth. Mm-hmm. And Krav Toothiness. Maga. And Krav Maga. Toothfulness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dentistry, I guess. That's probably something. Uh, so, yeah. So, people uh, so you know, people come from far and wide Jordan, to see this shark. Marine dentistry. Marine dentistry. <laughs> come from far and wide to see the shark. Okay. Uh, the shark. Uh, it's some, some, some kids sneak in late one night. They're drunk. They're, they're making out. Uh, they're topless for the DVD. Everybody's right. topless. Fine. And you know what? I'm progressive. They're hanging dong, too. We see male dong in this. Wow. Can I, can I interrupt you here, Jordan? Yeah. It me. You're that. <laughs> You're those teens. <laughs> so, the 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 teens, they're okay. prodding the shark. Oh, yeah. They're they're. Uh, and you kind of feel drunk. bad for the shark. Exactly. Like, yes. Like, he's exactly. The- Who's the monster? Who's the monster? Right. Great. This is a quite big question we ask ourselves. Right. And so, uh, uh, it it after being taunted, it eats the teens. A uh, lynch mob forms. Um, angry mob of of townsfolk who once loved the shark. Oh yeah. There are they. Are, are what are they wielding? Uh, uh pitchforks. And giant love. breasts. <laughs> Some of them have giant breasts. Axes. 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 The gamut. Yeah. Squibs. Whatever. All the... <laughs> any weapon. the teeth with squibs. <laughs> any make, weapon. Make the shark uncomfortable like someone poked him with two right. fingers in the chest. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Just to poke him in the nose. Right. Just to poke him with two fingers in the nose. If <laughs> you put see a them squib right there. Yeah. You got the remote control. Pa-pow. Yeah. They're not going to care for that. Okay. So the town's... Oh, but then there's blood in the water. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh. So it's going to backfire. It's going to attract yeah. bears. <laughs> That's the third act. That's our third act. <laughs> <laughs> so the the townsfolk the townsfolk come in they're uh they're angry they these kids were football team cheerleaders football yeah. team members and cheerleaders oh. yeah they 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 hate the shark they want him dead uh, uh our our protagonist the college student the studying dentistry Krav Maga and marine biology steps in no marine dentistry marine dentistry and Krav Maga uh she says he's uh he's he's innocent he was just he was being taunted we have the security camera footage uh they they will not say say uh, they will not see reason they burn down the tent the shark dies but then uh it comes back as a shadow shark it we so this way the shitty CGI isn't that bad because it's just a shadow that kills you. Oh. So the ghost of this shark uh, uh, haunts the woods around where the tent was set up, 
uh, it kills people. Uh, and then once their blood uh, soaks into the ground, that's when you have bears. Bears come. And As the end is people fighting bears and they forget about the shark. <laughs> are they shadow bears or standard bears? These are real bears. Got I, it. Are they the kind that can ride a motorcycle? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah. These are Russian motorcycle bears. Do they wear tiny hats? <laughs> yes, they do. Yay. So I that sounds you, like a major concern. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, there is a ghost shark movie that I've already seen on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh. I'm not in it, though. Okay. But I have seen it. Boo. And there is a part where he he attacks people and he literally jumps jumps out of a gla- a cup of water because he can come from any water. But oh. yours does not seem related to water. Sure. Oh, he's like a, a hungry wonder twin. I, oh, wonder oh yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's a hungry wonder twin. Sure, sure. He, um, anyway, he can jump out of like water. Okay. Like a cup of water, he literally jumps out and eats someone like mm-hmm. that. Also, there were kids. That sounds good. They were, they were like washing their car. And then he like jumps Brie, out. Have you thought? Like, have you thought about uh, auditioning for real movies? <laughs> I'm this, not in this ghost shark this movie. Trade offer situation does seem to be working out fine. It's fine. I can pay my bills. Yeah. But I'm just saying, maybe <laughs> if you went off offer only. Uh, you know, I'm not offer only. Okay. I feel like we're getting real in the. But I, I do. Uh, I do. Okay. I audition for real movies. Could, well, do you think you could send some of the extra offers over to me? And yeah, Jordan? yeah, yeah. I'll send them your way. Because <laughs> I think yeah, I can't. I, I don't want to be... speak. I don't want to speak for Jordan, mm-hmm. the star of the Twenty Seven Phases of Death. What was the? What was? Oh, oh. the ABCs of Rod- Death Two. ABCs of yeah. Death I've Two. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Directed yeah. by Rodney Asher. I have, I have them. The guy. I have my brain taken out in that. Anyway. In which segment? It's in Q, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I've seen it. Um, so I don't, I don't want to speak for you, Jordan. Yeah. But speaking- Straight offer, though. Straight offer. Great. 200 big ones. Yay. <laughs> I was happy to get it. <laughs> speaking as the star of Expressions College of the Arts commercial- Wow. Nudity required- <laughs> I'm willing to take your excess offers. You know what? I don't. I you if you do nudity, then you're willing to do nudity. I'm willing to do nudity. Well, then I maybe should send a few your way. You didn't hear that at me. <laughs> I'm that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Listen, I have some. This. I'm just telling you the worst of the worst. Yeah. I don't want everybody to think I'm a total. No. Hack. Yeah. Although I don't mind it. You, uh, yeah, I feel like I you just, are, like, it'd be since, great. You are in a lot of like credible things. You've directed your own movie, I which did. I saw that was very good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. But um, I, do, I, I do like doing the low budget weird ones, though. I would love to do that. It's, it's probably something about so it. It's so fun, fun. Yeah. and it's. I know people are like, but that's really. I, I do feel like some maybe some people would view it as a career mistake. But there is part of me that's like, I just got to tell a story about how I murdered people with my boobs. Yes, that's a good. Story and at the end of the day, we're all just storytellers. With sure, enormous, enormous breasts. Yes, enormous breasts. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tice and Bites Podcast. Tice and Bites. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Bria Grant, YA dystopian hero. Yeah, absolutely. What what uh, what book are you reading? You're, well, you're a multiple books at the same time. No, no, not usually. Not usually? Uh-uh. Me either, man. Can't do it. I will read a nonfiction and a fiction at the same time. Okay. But... What are you? What What do you got on your nightstand? <laughs> That's what us NPR hosts like to say. <laughs> um, I'm when you want to create a driveway moment, <laughs> sure. you talk about what's in your nightstand. You got it, or a Czechoslovakian rock band. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Uh, I'm reading. Um, I'm reading actually a book. For some reason, I thought it was why it's not. It's called um, Heroin Worship, which is you might be into it. Actually, it's about a. Um, it's by an author here in L.A., this woman, Sarah Kuhn, and it's about an Asian-American um, superhero and her Asian-American sidekick. And it takes place in San Francisco, and they fight demons. But the sidekick has to, like, take over for her. But it Her- has – Heroin worship. Heroin. I'm okay. saying it. So this whole time – Yeah, it was confusing. I'm like, when do, where does the heroin – Where is the heroin? When are they going to start shooting junk? Am I saying it wrong? No, no, you were saying it right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Heroin. Worship. I think you could also say heroin, can't you? But I think heroin, heroin. is a yeah. very – is heroin. definite. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% Hero. certain that's an acceptable pronunciation. And I just have to tell you, it has really good sex scenes in it. Really? I was shocked by. I did not expect it, except I should have known because her new book is coming out and they're having the release that the ripped boat – Bodice. Oh yeah, yeah, bodice, yeah, sure. Which I, you know, um, so it, I, I mean, I guess I'm I'm guessing from context clues that that's some sort of romance, romance yeah. literature store. Yeah, and I didn't realize, but it is these very intense sex scenes that involve superhero powers. Oh boy! Oh wow! Okay. Pretty great stuff. Yeah. I was pretty stoked about it. I am I am not unfamiliar with those kinds of sex scenes. I right now am reading All Creatures Great and Small. No. So and I am also very familiar with superpowered sex because I have a lot of ambient sex. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually flying, but I kind of feel like it. Totally yeah. makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Feel yeah. a little bit like you're flying. Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. Very sexual. It's it's, it's, it's great. I I What is an with example it? of a power in a sexual situation. Um, well, in this one, she can shoot fire out of her hands. Uh-huh. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a spoiler, but whatever. Uh, the book has been out. There's, the sequel's about to come out, so if you haven't yeah, read Yeah, fucking whatever. deal with yeah. it. Uh, and also, so, but when stop, she gets like, hot and bothered, spoilers, she has to like everybody. control the, the, oh, the yeah, situation. Sure, sure. And so oh, yeah. she's like about to have sex. She almost like shoots the guy's head off. But then also cool stuff happens. Like She just creates a ball of fire. It hasn't actually been used specifically for sex. Sure, I could, you know, I could see how you you could use it to create a mood. Yeah, great. You could have a little ball of fire. You know, I, yeah. you know, it's always weird. It is fire. How put much on, put light? On, like, some shaka Khan. Sure. <laughs> well, it's, it's always weird how much light to have on right. when you're doing. You know, is it? Do you? I think it is. I'm... I feel. I feel like it's. You know, you you want to. You want to you want to indulge all the senses, but you don't want there to be glaring overhead lights on. So what do I do? I turn on a hall light. Do you turn on a tap light? I what love, do you do? How do you strike that balance? I love to indulge the senses. <laughs> so it's you somewhere between a candle and a ball of fire. Like. I've yeah. been having a lot of cardamom sex lately. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Indulging, indulging my senses. You have to indulge the senses. <sighs> oh, you rich. have to. Yes. Yeah. I was uh, in that same tone, like when people like when a food. Like ad describes it as sinful. Oh yeah, gross. I always like. Gross. I always like feel like there's ants on my face when that happens. Uh, my mom used to make these sinful. things when I was a kid called sinful potatoes. Uh huh. Which is just potatoes. Who and, fuck, like, but they're not married. Yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like a pound of. Um, 
sour cream. Ooh, boy, and yeah. then a ton of cheese and then bacon. Hell yeah. And that and then you mix it together and you put it in the oven. Your mom is southern? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom also southern. Uh, and she her thing is like a it is a ball of cream cheese. Yeah. And you roll it in crumbled Oreos. Yeah. And then yeah, you uh, dip it in chocolate and then you you, know, you freeze it. Yeah. And it's this this ball that you eat and it's great and then you feel bad. But then you you dip stuff in it? You use it, you do it like a cheese ball? Uh yeah, you yeah. You just yeah. straight up cut it and eat it in slices. Uh oh no, the cream cheese has been rolled into a ball. So you eat it like a cheese like you eat it with crackers or something. Uh no, it's just uh I I guess it is just a little ball that you put in your mouth. Oh, it's like small. Yeah. In my brain it was like big like a cheese ball. Like a ball. loaf. Yeah, like a cheese ball. You guys yeah. familiar with the I know cheese what, I know what you mean. Yes. Mm. Uh no, not like that. Anyway. Great. Fucking fucking the south, huh? Yeah. Huh? It's it's a place. Isn't it great? All that shit sounds great to me. It's real good. Yeah, no. I'll eat anything. I as anything. far as I'm concerned, I won't eat anything. But I'll eat anything if the question is, will is this too heavy to eat? Oh. I will The answer is never no never, never yes. no. Like put oh, yeah. cheese on it, put red meat on it. Put gravy on it. Oh, you're into. Put ice cream on it. Wow. Put those things. I am like, uh, if if I don't like it, it's because it's just candy and it doesn't have enough fat in it. Oh, okay. So you have like a you have like a salt salt tooth, not a fat, not a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth, but I like a I, I like a dense, heavy, sweet <laughs> item. I want I I like I want really like thick ice cream. Ah. Oh. Like I don't like a. I don't like a sh- – don't give me sherbet. Oh, sure. Okay. I don't want – Like not a jelly bean. You want like a something full full yeah. fat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an, an angel I'm food that. cake. Sure. It's us. A pound cake. It's all of us. Yeah. That's – I don't want a pound cake. A pound cake's thick. It's thick, yeah. I think of it as like being the thickest cake and it kind of makes – when I think about it, I think like I'm not going to be able to get through How that. How often are cake's you – Cake's too thick. Too thick. Cake's too How thick. How often are you ranking cakes by thickness? I, you know what? Probably more often than you would <laughs> think. it's just I'm a me big and baker. the girlfriends. I'm yeah. a big baker. Mm-hmm. So I would actually say probably more often than you think. I make an olive oil cake that's pretty good. Yeah, what's what is an thick? olive oil cake? You just put – it has olive oil in it. And instead of like mm. a, instead of a like regular oil, and then you just serve it with like strawberries. It's a very light. You wouldn't like it. It's very light. I don't light. like cake. I mean, I don't hate cake. Oh. Uh, if you put cake in front of me, I'll shove it down my gullet. <laughs> but I don't particularly enjoy it. Like to me, you know, the like when people get into cake and pie. In my mind, I'm just sit there and think like, is this something people have a hard time with? <laughs> like it seems I'm like, like. Nothing, and there's anything wrong with cake. You mean like people when they eat too much of it? No, like no. I want—I just want to eat pie. Just give me some pie. Oh yeah, pie is a thousand times better. I don't understand. It's a thicker. It's thicker though. It's a thicker, yeah, richer well, that's, experience that's, most of the time. I'm looking for a thicker, richer sure. experience. Yeah, well, yeah. We could all agree girth is important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, people will talk about dessert how long girth. cake is. Sure. That's not what you're looking for. And you want your dessert to be good at oral. <laughs> exactly. And a patient lover. Sure. <laughs> and the lighting has to be good. You yeah, the, the lighting, lighting around the cake. How about the lighting around the cake? I mean, you want if it's to not good lighting. The senses. Sinful. Well, it's Sinful. We already know that in, that in your uh, rich, rewarding, <laughs> romantic relationship, you're not indulging the senses. Unless you're talking about the sense of itchiness. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, he's not having sex in the pants. Like he's not just like he's not like doing like a Mormon thing and like just unzipping the fly. A hole, a hole in the baseball pants. They're religious baseball pants. That's not what's happening. Uh, Can I tell you guys what I've been indulging in lately? Please, I got. Listen, if there's one thing, I have a few. I have a few key qualities. A few qualities people, you know, that come to mind when people think of me. Garrulous? <laughs> yeah, sure. I was going to say fidgety. Uh, fidgety. <laughs> fidgety. <laughs> and, I am too a little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so, you know, have always been, have been fidgety for life. Yeah, we, I mean, we've often laughed on this show about how I, when we first met, mm-hmm. I would get mad at you mm-hmm. for being fidgety and, like, breaking things. Yeah. Oh. And then maybe, like... 18 months into our friendship, mm. I realized that if you came into my room, if I handed you something that wasn't important. Sure, like a Bic pen. Yeah, <laughs> then you would just fidget with that. Sure. And it would be totally, like a totally, I was like stewing in my own juices mm. over this. Yeah. Thinking it was an act of aggression. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, I can just, if I just have a koosh ball in a drawer. Yeah, I can just, koosh, koosh, yeah. koosh. Uh, that's uh, so yeah, but, and I, I was interested because... Because fidgeting is in vogue now. Yeah, uh, the that's kids, true. Yeah, the kids love to fidget. Yeah, they love the fidget spinners. spinners. Yeah. Uh, so I, and it's, these are not things that I am searching for online, but for whatever reason, all of my like Facebook ads and shit for a while were for <laughs> fidget spinners and fidget cubes. Now oh. I've used a fidget spinner. Mm-hmm. My children have fidget spinners. Mm-hmm. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old who have fidget spinners. That they asked for for when they completed their achievement charts. Mm-hmm. Not bragging, but they're. Do very, they do that often? Yeah, they're very highly decorated. Oh. <laughs> Good at chores. Yeah, and um, I have used their fidget spinners, and the reason that the finish that the fidget spinner is a fad mm-hmm. is that it is extraordinarily pleasurable to play with. Yeah, I have, so I have not tried the spinner. I'm very curious about the spinner. Ball bearings. Two words. Ball bearings. Oh, boy. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I gave in to the, to the ads that were shooting at me and, and got, got a, a new fidget. kind of wallet. And I got wow. a new wallet. So, like, I, I got get a ads cube. for shoe, shoes and stuff, and you get ads for fidgety things. Yeah, It's basically yeah. like, we know who you are. We get your deal. Wow. We are jacked I into your brain. I get ads for incest porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So each of us get a different okay. kind of... So here, I'll describe the cube. It has, it has, you know, it's a cube. It has six faces. Classic cube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 100%. And it has a... It's telling, it's telling white people what to do with a disapproving look. Sorry, that's classic Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Okay, yeah, Sorry. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, wow. So it has six faces, and one is just a place for your thumb, and then there's a little... Which one's the thumb? This thing? Uh, I think there's just that little space for the oh, thumb. Oh, oh, the one that looks like a thumb. And so there's a switch. You can click, clack the switch. There's a like a little... Uh, thing you can spin around with your thumb. It's like a you know, like a joystick on a PlayStation controller or whatever. There's just something that spins, and then there are five buttons that. Here's the fucking devious part of that for me is they are aligned like the Mortal Kombat buttons from the arcade machine. <laughs> so I'm like, well, hell yeah, this is already a sense memory that I like. Uh, so and you can just go to town on all this stuff. What they've realized. Is that all that really matters is a satisfying switch. Yeah, yeah sure. This is why I true. only have 1970s stereo equipment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, switches have taken a dive in our lifetime. Oh. Switches are worse. Can I just say, I want to backtrack one moment. Yes, I really enjoy the story where your friendship 
Jesse, it was so important to you that your friendship stay, you have a good friendship with Jordan, that you started to keep things around for him to fidget with. That's a cute story, guys. Well, I love Jordan. And that's so sweet. Yeah. Jordan and like, I have been friends for a long time. I owe you, I owe you money for those koosh balls I ruined. <laughs> I owe you nine bucks. Uh, let's just say that uh, I, was, in the I was Jordan's RA at the time. That's true. And I was coming in with a lot of issues. <laughs> when, when you're an RA, uh, let's just say you don't have to pay for koosh ball. At various trainings. What's where is this at? UC Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. One of the kushballiest campbell. <laughs> sure. I could have. He's like that, or a, uh, what do you call them? Other ones? The other balls that people hit with their feet? Uh, hacky sacks. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very sack and ball based yeah, college. I could see that. God, I, I was, that. I was, uh, I was reminiscing about this at work today um, about our freshman year at UC Santa Cruz. Um, my sophomore year. Your sophomore year. My freshman year. I don't know if they did this in your sophomore year, but I remember – or in your freshman year. But during our orientation, you know, some of the teachers came up and talked about the classes that they were teaching. Oh. And there was a dude there, and he was teaching an intro to Tuvan throat singing. Oh, yeah. The Tuvan <gasps> throat singing class, very big. What? Which is, is like – a joke? It's not a joke. No, I know. It sounds like a joke about a hippie college. It is not. So, you know, and – so, you know, Tuvan throat singing is like, I'll do a bad – imitation of it that uh, uh-huh. that it is very beautiful when done well. It is a very cool thing to listen to. If you like hear one of those old guys playing like? a little guitar and doing it's it, it's very cool. It's remarkable. It's cool. Let's hear it. So it's like... Who does this? Like a Tibetan man will do it. Is what you guys are doing racist right now? It might be. It might be. Okay. But no, because I am doing a white person doing it. So yes. So that was the issue. The people is Uh, that I feel like my freshman year, like part of the scenery that I just could not escape was white guys with dreadlocks and no shoes just sauntering around campus going wow wow and it's like even if they can generate two tones at once, which I think is the goal, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want Uh, them to. Sure. Um, did you you could walk around your campus without shoes? Oh sure, oh, oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. encouraged. Yeah, in yeah. fact, I think there may have been a rule against wearing shoes on <laughs> campus. Sure, they you, just passed a rule at my my university where I think you can carry a gun. Which was University of Texas. Hey, there you go. Right? Isn't that? I think they you can now carry a gun. Hook them horns. <laughs> yeah, so, kind of different school. Uh, so, Bria, as a fidgety person, or what do you shoot think about classmates? Shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the cube? Yeah, it's good. I like it. I mean, I, it's a little, too, it's a little too many things for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's too many choices here. If I'm gonna fidget with something, I, I'm more like a fidgeter, like in that I move my body a lot when I'm talking. Okay. Which I think is fine because it like burns extra calories or something. Oh, know? that's nice. Yeah, you know what I mean? sure. I you, can want, my help. you can get some steps in. I get some steps in because I'm like literally just like just vibrating wild, wildly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, that's that, but I don't necessarily always fidget with my hands. I do always have to have a bottle of water or something, and usually something to eat also if I'm doing anything else. Like, I will sit there and eat through an entire meeting. Gotcha. Right. So you have to have a pocket full of energy bars. Pretty much. I, I carry on a chocolate bar like everywhere nice. I go. Here, I'll, uh, I'll take my thing back. Thank you. I think, Jordan, I, I was disappointed by its heft. Yeah. Hmm. It is yeah. light. It is very light. I would like it to have a colder, more metallic feeling. Mm. And I'd like it to have a little more heft. One of the things that is my favorite about the fidget spinner is that it is really substantial. Like it really feels like it's it a could weighty hurt item. a child. Okay, but what do they? <laughs> so your kids get them and then they spin them. 
Yeah, you can kind of spin them on your finger. You can oh. spin them on a table. So it's like you can do tricks. They have each, you know, you've seen them, right? They have I've three, they sort of have three little prongs, and a, they have a ball bearing thing that you pinch in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. To spin it is immensely satisfying. It spins so good for so long because of those ball bearings. Oh. Mm. But you can also grab the ends and spin it from the ends, like. Ah. So it's just like very well balanced. I mean, were you guys the right age to the time when the only thing that was important in youth culture was those things where it's like a handle and it has two balls coming out of the end of the it's like a it's like a nine inch stick and there's two balls and they go clack 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 clack. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. What is that? Those were fun. Atomic balls. It was like something that like got invented by someone who wanted it to demonstrate science, but then it turned into pogs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those were cool. It's kind of the same idea, but like less annoying because it's not loud. Yeah. And also like uses future technology because it's all balanced like a like a scooter. Now, what are these things? Yeah, like, yeah like hoverboard a, uh, type sure. thing. Yeah, sure. a hoverboard thingy. Segway. Segway. Oh, segway. Yeah, like those yeah, are real balanced. Interior gyroscope. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's what the spinner has. Yeah. Uh, the thing I like the most about it, and maybe I'll give this guy give this back to you guys and let you try it now that I've I've all explained is this is the little thing here that's kind of like a joystick. Yeah. Okay. And the the great part about this is you can stick your finger underneath it and make it go up and down, which I Really like. Give it okay. a shot. Give it a shot. See okay. if that's more satisfying. This sounds Underneath. like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to it. It's my this. favorite part other than the Mortal Kombat buttons. I don't totally understand what you're talking about. It feels like, you see the little joystick yeah. part? If you can like lift it up and down. It's like not even designed for that, Jordan. No, I think it is. When you and It's designed to push it. Oh, I see. You can get up under there. You when under you there. and Nick Weiger are at work mm-hmm. pitching jokes back and forth, yeah. are you doing combos com- on the Mortal Kombat buttons? Okay. So I have not taken this to work yet. Okay. I have this in my car and I have it around the does house. Does Nick Weiger work on at midnight? Uh, he does. Yeah, we I, sit right next I to each other. I did not know yeah. that. Uh, he's a, Jordan on this week's Doughboys. By the way, I'm on this week's <gasps> Doughboys. I've listened to one of your Doughboys in the past. Oh sure, yeah. That was funny. Uh, Doughboys is fucking funny as shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. I have. So here's my thing. I like the cube. Okay. I'm a big fan of the cube. It's in the car sometimes, mostly at home. Oh if yeah. I'm watching some TV. You know, I'm fidgeting. That's great though. But For I don't. It's great for TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I feel like it, you know, there's like that urge to like check your phone or whatever when you're watching TV. And I'm like, eh, this is nice because I'm fucking around with something, but I'm also paying attention to this show and I don't have to like back up because I've missed something. Um, I, you know, there's part of me that wants to take the cube out in public, but there's part of me that says, no, Jordan, don't do that. Don't be the guy with the fidget cube in public. Oh, I wouldn't know what it was. So I wouldn't judge you. Thank now, you. if you had a spinner, I'd probably judge. Yeah. I would probably think you were setting off a bomb somewhere. Sure. Yeah, right. This That's is a... look like that. Yeah, yeah. Can like I a... recommend a, a course of action for you with Please. this fidget cube? Yes. Just a sort of philosophical thing that has helped me a lot. Yeah, thank you. It's W-W-T-V-C-M-D. Mm-hmm. What would the vape, vaping congressman <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> He would probably fidget in in public. He probably, I mean, if the guy isn't spinning on the floor now, he He'd will probably be. fidget right into Zoe Lofgren's face. Sure. W W T. That's pretty. V C D. Um So yeah, I I like the cube, but I'm trying to limit my cubing. 
I think to it's... Pri- to, be, to private times and podcasts. <laughs> to podcasts and private times. Pulling on the joystick I like. It's fun. It's real fun. Yeah. You guys are more into it than I am. There must be some... It's a masturbation thing. Yeah, it might be. It might be. A, it be sure. It might it. be phallic. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit yeah. of fire just came out of my hand. Oh no. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's it. But yeah, I want to try this. I do want to try the spinner. So I might try the spinner at some it's point. It's a nice device. It costs three dollars. Oh, cool. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. China. It's an amazing country. An incredible manufacturing They can make anything. Capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, did the, is it just made by one person? Or one person made it, and then yeah, there's a one, billion knockoffs. One guy makes them all in his workshop. <laughs> yeah, in, in Buffalo. I listened to a whole interview about the guy who made the slap bracelet. Oh, I got a slap bracelet in my office right now. It says, "You can't touch this." Oh, nice. that, wow! Is it from? Yeah, like the vintage. 90s? Yeah. Apparently, that guy made like no money because he brought it to a toy fair, and then he uh, showed it to people, and people were like, "That's cool," and then they went back and made it. And he uh, did not make any money, and he's still trying to find his next big thing. Oh, gee whiz. What, what has he been doing in the meantime? He make... try, just keep trying to make a big thing. He oh, like had boy. something else. He was like, now I'm doing this thing. And it was like something that was like not a slap bracelet. you got to patent it. He should try oh, by the way, I'm patenting that shark movie, so nobody make that. I already made it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I made it while Fucking we're Fucking Sci-Fi here. Network, man. She got the offer sheet. She signed right up. <laughs> Old offer only <laughs> Bria over there. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. A lot of times my instincts are, are wrong. They're mostly wrong, but they're not wrong in the sense that like I misread somebody. They're just extremely limited to my, you know, to my idea. Of who they are. That was Mark Marin. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm the host of NPR's Bullseye. I'm so excited to tell you about my new show, The Turnaround. Join me as I sit down with some of the best interviewers in the world to ask them about how and why they do what they do. We'll go deep. Some of the biggest names in media, everybody from Terry Gross to Jerry Springer to Combat Jack. That's all on The Turnaround, two episodes a week this summer. Subscribe now, tell a friend. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Grant, why a dystopian hero? Can I uh, mention? Yes. Got a new podcast Mm -hmm. out now. It's called The Turnaround. Yes. Uh, It's only this summer, twice a week, where I interview the world's greatest interviewers, from Larry King to Ira Glass to Terry Gross to our friend Mark Marin, mm. past Jordan Jesse Go guest, multiple occasions. Um, it's a real, it's a, it's a real hoot. So if you're a journalist or you're just interested in how it works, um, it's a really fun show. Uh, I get in weird psychodramas with a lot of people, and it's <laughs> really cool. You're talking about marriage show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I, and the Doughboys. And the show, oh, great. Yeah. So I, my recommendations are WTF with Mark Marin <laughs> and the Doughboys. Sure. Hey, speaking um, of things I've auditioned for, I was on Marin. I was on Marin. For that's cool. Attack. Totally have made out with Mark Marin on television. Hell wow. yeah. I auditioned for Mark Same Marin. Same role? Oh. Same role. <laughs> make out with Mark Marin? Yeah, yeah. Great. And uh, they want me to wear these giant breasts. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. I auditioned for Marin once uh, for the Marin IFC show. Uh, that's to be, right. Yeah. Yeah, to be uh, a annoying 
uh, loser with a podcast who wants Mark Marin to come on his podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why did I not get that? How who <laughs> got that? I don't know. I did not that's see like the episode. If, that's like if, like, I don't know, Eric Estrada was the star of Eight Mile. <laughs> <laughs> like, Eminem should get that part. Sure. It's literally him. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it me. It I, me. I'm that. I always enjoyed, I'm annoying podcast failure. I always enjoyed watching Marin, uh, both because it was a great mm-hmm. show uh, starring our friend Mark Marin. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed watching it for that reason. But also there was an intern character. It was like a hapless intern character on the show Marin. And uh, I, I always would watch it and look for traits of our producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, who mm-hmm. for quite a while was Mark Maron's oh. intern. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, so that was fun. A lot, of, a lot of fun insider stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. How do you guys like show business? I'm loving it. Oh, Ooh, man. Yummy. Loving, giving, give me more. Living the dream so every day. Sinful. Sinful, sinful delights of Hollywood. <laughs> but your, your podcast, a truly recommendable podcast, is about uh, reading and how to read better. Yeah, it's about reading, culture, and literary life. Are you embarrassed to do that uh, podcast with your co-host Mallory, who seems to read 75 books a week? I should be. I should be, because she literally reads, like, she does read, like, so many books a week. How is it possible? Is she building she an go... addition to her house out of books? I, you know, I don't know. She does have a lot of books, and I know she's moving in with her boyfriend, so this is a whole thing right now where they have to, like, combine. Mm. It's a... Oh, wow. Oh. Combine Ooh. those books. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, but, yeah, she reads a whole lot lot of books and um she's much better read like you could i will literally every time of the podcast i'm like i'm reading and i start to say the title and she finishes my sentence because she's already <laughs> read it mm-hmm. and i'm like i read over um so i should be embarrassed but the thing is i have opinions about things which is all you really need to have a podcast it's so true. that's what i do is i don't I have even have those and she has knowledge so between those two things we have a podcast hey yeah. you know while we're plugging yeah can oh. i can i plug something yeah I want to listen. I I I I talk a lot about work because I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. I just want to say, if you don't fucking watch at midnight, mm-hmm. you should watch it. We had a great week last week. It's a really fucking funny show. It is. You have a we. Uh, I think we're on break for a couple weeks, so I think our the, our past week of shows should be up there on the old website or on the Comedy Central app for a while. We had. Uh, three of the queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. A whiz-banger of an episode. We, it was an amazing episode. Uh, we, Kristen Shaw, we had Kenny G was on. Wow. And he fucking had a saxophone, and he would play a sax riff every time he made a joke. Uh, after? Uh, after, or sometimes instead before. Instead of a joke. Uh, all three. Okay, Before, great. after, and in place of. Uh, yeah, G can use that sax. He knows yeah. He knows how I, to use that's it. That's literally his thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very he's, sexy. He's sexy and he in knows him. it. Um, I was on last week with professional wrestler Dolph Ziggler. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, a lot of weird, a uh, lot of weird, funny uh, guests that you might not expect. A lot of fun jokes. I think the show is as funny as it's ever been. Watch at midnight. And I think we've mentioned this, Jordan, but in September we will be in London, England at the yes. London Podcast Festival. Ooh. If you are in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. and you know what, I'm including the entire United Kingdom. Ooh. I don't care if you're in Northern Ireland. <laughs> I don't care if you're in Swansea, Wales. Yeah, we're looking at you, the Welsh. Uh, I don't care if you're on one of those islands that Britain got in a war over in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I say you are required to come to Jordan, Jesse, go and bring somebody. Because here's the reality of the situation, Jordan. 
The kind people at the London Podcast Festival were thrilled with the performance of Judge John Hodgman last year at the festival. Mm -hmm. They said to me, let's bring Judge John Hodgman back. I said, great. We had a great time. I know John wants to go. Sounds great. And they said, can we bring Jordan Jesse go too? And what I could have said was, no one will come to that. Mm -hmm. What I said, not a popular show. Yes. What I said instead is, why, yes, of course, I will accept your kindness and largesse. Now, have you thought about doing something fun like accents when you go? Yeah, well, we're gonna do <laughs> British we're gonna accents? do American accents. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe do British ones. Here's what we're gonna we're gonna do. One of my favorite things is when a European person tries to do an American accent. Yeah, so we will too. be doing the whole show as Brits, as Brits being American. So we'll be like, oh. we'll be like Hugh Laurie as House or. Well, Christopher I, Eccleston in the leftovers, or uh, Liam Neeson in anything. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. I'll I'll do. I can go ahead and do Hugh Laurie, the one that is closest to an actual American accent. Sure. Okay. I think you should probably do. I mean, if you're going to do anything, it should be Liam Neeson and Taken, right? Yeah, I'll be Liam. Or I could think I could do Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange. That's Ooh. a weird one too. Yeah. But yeah. so yeah, we'll be sorting out weird, unplaceable, regionless American accents to do for the whole show. Sounds great. It sounds like a lot of fun to me. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. It. I think you could spend the whole show just doing that, just coming up with. Yes, that's right. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Yes. Uh huh. It's the po- it's a podcast. I'm from America. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you? Are, yes. Are I, you interested I'm from in America. listening to my podcast? That's right. It's a podcast. Jordan Morris. Are, are Boy, we going? Uh, are detective. We? Yeah. Uh-huh. Are we going uh-huh. to do a podcast? Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Are... Just a boy from Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. What do you uh-huh. guys do when no one, if no one shows up? We just do it for <laughs> we'll each, other, each other? Yeah. I can't speak for Jordan, but I don't really do this for the audience. I do this for me. Yeah, sure. This is something... So if there's no one there, you just still Same. do it. Yeah. You're going to still this do it? This is about my relationship with myself. Oh. You mm-hmm. know, this is about... This is sort of a me time type situation. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate... Uh, that Daniel comes and runs the board. Um, I appreciate that uh, when a guest comes by, um, I'm always glad to hand Jordan something to fuck with. Yeah. yeah. Great. Maybe um, I'll bring the cube to but, our show. But I mean, oh. overall... As a special guest. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say about that, cubie? Ooh. It'll be like R2-D2, only I can understand it. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do this for the passion. Uh-huh. And I do it to work... Out my deep seated emotional issues. Yeah, what have you? Wor- what do you feel like you worked be- out this show? Like I like. If I've worked out that I'm a narcissist. Okay, mm. great. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. so I'm a sort of solipsistic narcissist. I really only see my own interests, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much where I'm at. I haven't changed that at all. Great, um, but I'm really enjoying it. Great. You so know, you're I'm just really, sort of slipping into the I'm role. I'm really savoring it as a sort of mm-hmm. sensual experience. He's sinful. Yeah, just sort of rolling They're it so around sinful. in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like sinful. an R. Like an American I guess, R. Like an American says an Hello. R. Yeah, that's right. I'm an American. Uh-huh. Basically. Hello. Are you interested in buying a car? Yes. I have a very particular set of skills. Yeah, that's right. When uh-huh. something happens to you that is momentous, we ask you to call us. For our beloved signature segment, Momentous Occasions, the number to call is 206-984-4FUN. 206-984-4FUN. Put it in your phone, and that's one thing those clowns in Congress can't take yeah. away from you. Here's our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Darren calling from Canada uh, with a momentous occasion. My five-year-old came home from kindergarten and told me he is starting a bone collection 
He then pulled out of his bag a uh, severed femur bone. I ended up having to uh, call the police. We, uh, My son, me, and the police officer went to the forest where he found the bone, and the biggest raccoon I've ever seen felled a tree and almost landed on us. Love the show. That I think he needs to tell us what it was. The right? raccoon was a little bit of a non sequitur. It's, yeah. The raccoon is just cool, but... Yeah, that is d- cool. Didn't tell you what... It's worth a separate call, he, I don't though. think he understood what the idea of a button or a punch is Yeah, at the end of a story. I think he would really struggle if he were, got to do panel on Fallon. Or, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he had a good segment producer. Yeah, you mean you got to... Sure. This but guy was not produced. I thought yeah. the raccoon was going to be the dead thing. Me too, or first. what killed something. Like, oh, this is flesh-eating raccoon. Yeah. Oh, that's another sci-fi movie. Nobody write it. I'm going to write it. Flesh-eating, flesh-eating ra- raccoon. Scary. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. they got those little hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gross. Watch out for the little hands. <laughs> Tiny little hands. They'll, they'll wash your skull in the creek. Before they eat it. Oh, no. The raccoons are after us, Liam Neeson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm another guy who talks like this, talking to you, Liam Neeson. Um, Yeah, that's pretty fun. I like – I I wonder if they let him keep it for his bone collection. He's a pretty cool kid. I would be – that sounds rad to me if my kid came home. I don't have kids. But it's important. You hope they come home with bones. If you yeah. choose to have kids. Yeah, bones would be, I'd be more excited about that than other things they'd come home with. Spinners. I would hope that, yeah, I would hope that my kids would come home with a DVD box set of the hit show Bones. Oh, yeah. So we great. can all watch it as a family. I'd lean towards numbers, but uh-huh. yeah. Sure, well, yeah. you know, there's, way. as long as you're watching procedurals Wait, with what, your family. Which one had Natalie from Sports Night? I don't know. Well, I pick whichever one had Natalie from Sports Night. Hard to say. Uh, she's on offer only now. Mm. She's on offer only. She's not auditioning anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take one more call. Hi, Jordan Jessica. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. I was outside watering my lawn, and I hear my neighbors yelling at something. And then about five seconds later, I see a small black cat run by with a whole hot dog in her mouth. Uh, it's probably one of the greatest things I've seen all year. Uh, thanks, guys, on the show. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. It whom? <laughs> it me. I'm that. I'm hot dog cat. I'm hot dog cat. <laughs> Again, like the guy who, t- listen, we had a fucking guy yeah. call in about tater tot squirrel. Right. Tot squirrel. Tot squirrel. And he posted the picture online. Eventually, I thought it was good. It was me. I was that. Right. So basically people just like animals with people food in their mouth. Yes, exactly. Dragging them places. And often the people food is a little too big for them. Yes. Yeah. That's I think that funny. is what the main thing that people like. That's I just dissected that joke. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Which makes it funnier. Oh, yeah. literal Grant over there. Yeah. Um, so it's a, yeah. yeah. It seems like the fact that there is no picture of Hot Dog Cat is a real fucking shame. She couldn't take a photo that fast. No, that's true. She was they're wa- quite, watering they're... her lawn. That's true. She didn't have her phone. Yeah, but you should be. You Plus, should be. you got to worry about aperture. Yeah, that's true. Filters mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's just a decision you make afterwards, I guess. But Insta stories. Sure. What Insta- kind of little hat are you going to put on it? The what? The little hat. You know, it's just you know, like a little. Do you want to put like a monocle? Oh yeah, or you like can a add. Hat or, or do you want to put like a dog face on the cat? Oh, that's so funny. That yeah, would be great and, now, cute. and ironic. That would that's be comedy. Me. That would you? Would, you're a cat with a dog face. <laughs> yeah. And a hot dog in your mouth. Uh, fun fact about I'm kind of a diva, yeah. but I love to play fetch. <laughs> fun fact about me: not on Instagram. 
Oh, I so you didn't Graham. know that reference. No, I, I assumed it's, I mean, it, tracks is something you can do on Instagram. But that's why you call it gramming. I call it, yeah. Does no one call it that? <laughs> no, okay. but but I, I, you're doing it ironically. That's what yeah. I call. <laughs> I'm going to dissect that joke. Thank too. you, yes. Yeah, you got it? Okay. Yeah. That's what I call my lavish graham cracker parties. <laughs> Gramming. My lavish, sensual graham cracker How about graham parties. crackers? Do you think those it's are just, good too? It's just me. John Legend, John Legend's wife, what's her name, that mm-hmm. everyone likes? Somebody. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen? Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen? Yeah. Okay. And 10,000 boxes of, uh, of those Golden Grams, baby. Ooh, yeah. Grammys. Golden Grams are a cereal, though. Yeah. Are, are you they, eating the cereal Golden Grams the, or are you eating Honey the, Made? Honey Made. Honey mm-hmm. Made. That's your top. Thank you. Those are good. That's a good gram. Yeah. That's a good gram. God. Edit me out of this week's show, Brian. <laughs> can you just remove me from this Replace week's program? Replace it with a saxophone. Oh, yeah. Be nice with Did you get Kenny G's digits? No, I didn't. I didn't even meet Kenny G when he was there. Oh, were you allowed to make eye contact with Kenny G? No, yeah, you could. You you can't look at the sacks. If you'd you have asked to... him for his digits, what would you? Under what circumstance would have you? What would you have made up to get his digits? Anything? Could you think of something? Oh, gosh. Let's see. What could I have said to Kenny G to get his phone number? I guess I could have, like, just pretended like it was for something for the show. Oh, okay. I guess I could have been like, oh, hey, Mr. G. Mr. G, I would call him. I wouldn't call him Kenny because that's, you know, too familiar. Yeah. So, like, Mr. G, uh, hey, uh, you know, because I think sometimes they send a town car for the guests. So you could be like, oh, hey, your your driver. Oh, good. um, Your driver is en route. Um, We don't want you to have to wait outside longer than... Uh, you know, we don't let you wait. We don't want you to have to wait outside for a long time. Uh, you know, holding that heavy sax. Uh, so why don't you just give me your number? I'll relay it to them, and they'll just text you when they're outside. Mm. And uh, and that's probably a little bit more convenient for you. So I'll just send that to them as soon hey. as you say to Kenny G. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Mister G. Yeah. First thing he says is, "Call me Kenny." Call me Kenny. Oh, Mr. Yeah. G is my dad. Mr. G was my father. <laughs> Rupert G from the Hello Deli. <laughs> right. We'll but be it... back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart, and I'm Jordan Morris. Boy Detective. And I'm Bria Grant, YA dystopian hero. Star of the smash hit podcast, <laughs> Reading Glasses, new and noteworthy in Information Tunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts. That's thrilling. Thrilling? That's a thrill. Yeah. You've starred, you've starred on television and in film, <laughs> but have you ever before been a new and notable voice in no. Apple Podcasts? Not at all. No. This is a new step in my career. It's right up there with having the giant breasts. Have you ever? <laughs> Which is more exciting, your new hit podcast yeah. or your toss up? Have yeah. you ever read All Creatures Great and Small? I haven't. God, it's fucking great. Is it? Well, I was talking on Judge John Hodgman about how much I love All Creatures Great and Small, the television show. And uh, people were like, you should read the books. They're great. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You read the books and I haven't. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. And I was like, hey, I probably should read the books, though. Mm-hmm. And I fucking bought that shit. Uh, oh, Great. I don't even know the TV show. I don't know either. Oh, yeah. it's just this English. He's in the Yorkshire Dales. He's a veterinarian. <gasps> he goes on and he goes on visits. It's a memoir. He goes on visits to farmers 
and they have charming interactions. Uh, he's he's got a dog that he's the uncle of the dog. Oh, I love this already. That belongs to an old rich woman, and he loves it because whenever he takes care of her, he, he gets the woman gives him like a bottle of champagne. But she has to write the thank you note to the dog. Oh, oh. God, this book is a joy. I'm oh, gonna, I'm going to add that. It might literally be the most charming thing I've ever laid my eyes on in my entire life. It is amazing. Man, that sounds that sounds incredible. Now, that said, no fire sex. No fire sex. No, that's true. But dogs are really in my wheelhouse for things I enjoy reading. I had a dog for a long time. She passed away. Now I live with this cat, as I said. But I still volunteer with dogs every week, and yep. I'm a real big fan of dogs. You're going to love this. Did How you do you feel the, uh... about calving season? That's when the... <laughs> That's when the cows have their babies. Oh, calving. And he has to reach into them. Oh, yeah, and pull out the cow. Yeah. You can pull out a bottle of champagne. <laughs> oh. Did you read all the Jack London books as a kid? I didn't. I didn't. I maybe have, maybe. Did you read Misty of Chincoteague? No. Are you guys naming dog books now? No, Misty of Chincoteague is a horse book. And oh, Jack no. London was like Call of the Wild. I know Jack London, sure. sure. I I assume I read Call of the Wild at some point. Yeah. But I don't totally remember. I um, read his, I, I liked Call of the Wild so much I went and read some of Jack London's wolf books as well. Ooh, so there's yeah, some... that's great. Anyway. I'm, I was never into horses. I mean, I was like, I liked horses because like, I was a fifth yeah. grade girl at one point, but I, I've never like read a lot of horse books. There's one that's about a burrow in the Grand Canyon. Uh, oh, like a burrow, like a... Like the mule kind of I'm thing. just saying, if you're ever 11 again, look into it. <laughs> I don't know. Girls who are 11 and 12, they do like horses and I mean, I was, a, I was a heterosexual boy, and I don't know, for some reason, I think I just read, there was a period before I went to fancy middle school where my school experience substantially, like half the day, they'd just be like, just go to the library. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's a time. Yeah, it's like, just, I don't know, just, Jesse, we're going to do stuff here for normal children. Just go to the library with the old librarian. Like you were separated. She'll give you a paint stick. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they just send me to the library. So then I read all the books in the library, you know, so that's how you end up reading every Misty of Chincoteague book, <laughs> what? including the one about the burrow at the Grand Canyon. What was happening to you at the time? Were you were your parents, like, getting divorced? Like, were you, like, were they, like, taking pity on you? Were you, like... My parents were definitely divorced. There's no doubt that everyone <laughs> took great pity on me. Like, what was happening? There's no doubt about that. I don't know. I'm socially alienated. But that might have been because I was being sent to the library. <laughs> to read horse books. Sure. To prepare for a life as an NPR host. <laughs> you know, it worked out well for you. A lonely book reading life. Yeah, they could tell. You took, probably took one of those career aptitude tests at some point. Like, well, <laughs> let's just let's set him on the right track. Let's like get NPR him some host. rimless eyeglasses, please. Rimless glasses flying sure. in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're here. We're, we're plugging your podcast, Reading Glasses. Speaking reading glasses. of which... What's one great thing that's happened on Reading Glasses through your first three episodes? Um, well, my, my host, Mallory O'Mara, uh, she laughs really loud. I've more than once seen this woman collapse in laughter <laughs> to, for something where I'm like, I don't know if that was that funny, but she thought it was really funny. That's when you guys were marathoning according to Jim. Yeah, we were, <laughs> she was like, this is my favorite show. I don't think it's Kevin fine. Kevin Can Wait, or whatever that Kevin, show is. Kevin Can Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah that is the new, that is the the new, new go-to American. for mediocre sitcoms. Uh, but I told her a story where we were talking about uh, going places and reading in private, and one of my friends, Chioke, um, he often would go to a bikini kapar called Jumbo's Clown Room oh, and bring sure. his book. 
And she laughed so hard that I was like, do I have to cut this out of the podcast? Because she was like, she like could not control her laughter and like basically did like a spit take, which I was like, I left it in. That was real cute. You know what? Mm-hmm. At least she went to Jumbo's clown room and uh, not to the halls of Congress oh, where sure. she'd That's meet some real clown fucking room. clowns. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> some genuine Jumbo so, clowns. Yeah. You've heard of Jumbo shrimp? That's a misnomer. But Jumbo Clowns isn't when it comes to Congress people. <laughs> yeah. Like Zoe Lofgren, Democrat, sure. San Mateo. Mm-hmm. And it's full bar there in Congress, so nobody takes off their bottoms. <laughs> like Jumbo's Clown Room. All I want to see is Ted Cruz without bottoms on. Can I? Does he wear a top in this scenario? He does, yeah. I like that. Yeah, he is. He's Nothing wearing, more unattractive. You know he's wearing called? a long baseball shirt. Do you know what that's no called? It's Donald Duckin. Donald Duckin. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, you've gone, gone over that on this show. Can we I? have not. No, no. This is something I do in my personal life. Okay. You like to walk around with a shirt on, no pants. Yeah, it confuses the cat. Yeah. Can I? I don't I don't mean to make you guys uncomfortable with satire, but can I just send a quick message to Ted Cruz right now? Yeah. Sure. And you know what? I'm going to send it to Harry Reid, too. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hey, guys. Bipartisan. Hey, guys. Why don't you join a circus, you fucking clowns? Okay, all right. All right. They're clowns. Maybe we they'll know. take it. Maybe they will. Yeah. I hope so. I'm just getting, I'm getting a Google alert on my phone. <laughs> Ted Cruz and Harry Reid join circus? <laughs> Jesse said Bailey's so? newest. Barnum, yes. Newest edition. They replaced the elephants. Have you heard this clown Bernie Sanders is getting into the podcast game? Oh, my gosh. We don't need that. Get out of here. Yeah. I listened to his podcast. I listened to an episode. What does it sound like? Can I guess? Yeah. Just like a calliope? Sure. And some chittering from a monkey? Just a- uh, do it Occasional in a, burst of seltzer? Does he do it in a car with <laughs> 10 other guys? You got it. Have you heard of uh, Kenny G's sax? Yeah. Sounds like that. Okay. Oh. I don't know. It's sensual. Yeah, sensual. Daniel Baruela on the boards this week for us. Our producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, all the way in London, England, impressing everyone with his uh, Yankee charm. <laughs> sure. His his natural bonhomie. Yeah. His Yankee pot roast, too. Yeah, probably showing him episodes of Marin, saying this guy might be based on me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, Bria Grant, she's on the Reading Glasses podcast. It's probably something that you should subscribe to if you enjoy books and reading. Do it. Now, is this, this is just like fancy books that only pinheads read, right? Wow. Did you not hear my superhero sex story? <laughs> I, uh, no. Yeah, that's a Philip Roth, right? There, there's some, a... Look, Mallory especially reads more literary fiction. I pretty much stay in the world of uh, dystopias, YAs, a lot of headstrong women. If it's a book about a headstrong woman in a dystopia, I'm in. Yeah. But we mostly talk about, like, you know, reading problems, reading questions. Like, what do you do when you have to combine your books with your significant other sure. books? That's a tough, tough issue. Yeah. You know, what did travel, travel and reading. Oh, my gosh. John Updike wrote one superhero sex book. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit Fire Fuck, <laughs> I guess. It was, yeah. uh, no, he actually just did a, he did uh, 12 ep- uh, issues of Booster Gold. Got it. Mm. It was very erotic. That's great. You know how sometimes they'll get those literature people in to write those arcs and yeah, it's sure. like a fun stunt thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, can I tell, can I tell you this? Yes. I will tell you that I really enjoyed – we've talked about how I was so confused 
by Black Panther by Ta-Nehisi mm. Coates. I found it inscrutable. I did really enjoy Herman Melville's run on Firestorm. <laughs> oh, the sure. Nuclear the Nuclear Man, man yeah. <laughs> Firestorm, the Nuclear Man. Mm. Okay. That's it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.